0: Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website, c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. I love preaching on paper. It's messy, but I'm getting the hang of it. Romans 8, 11 says this, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit. His Spirit lives lives within you. You are a Holy Spirit transportation device. God gets around the earth through you. That His Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He used to once be carried in the This big golden box that had angels, cherubim, you know, fashioned on top of it. It was like, oh, who's seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones? You can put your hand up. You're not going to get hit by a lightning bolt or anything, you know. So that thing, the Ark of the Covenant, that was what they had. And the high priests or the, you know, the, the chosen priests would carry the presence of God all around the place. Jesus came, like Anna just said, and he died on the cross, He died on the cross that you may receive the forgiveness of your sins forever and eternal life in Christ Jesus. He also died on the cross that you may receive the Holy Spirit into your life. Now that is the Holy Spirit that once, the presence of God, the power of God that once used to be carried around by the high priest, that Spirit is now the Spirit of God that lives inside believers, that you are to carry the presence of God across the face of the earth. You are to carry the presence of God Back home to your family rooms, to your boardrooms, to your sports rooms, wherever you are, that is where God is because God is with you and He'll never leave you nor forsake you. But He doesn't want to just, He doesn't, He's not just like using you like a vessel to get Him somewhere. He wants to put His Spirit in you that life may abound from you. That He wants to give, if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in us, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives within you. God, the Holy Spirit, He is the most optimistic person you'll ever meet. You'll never meet someone more positive, more upbeat, more happy, more joyful than God. He's a happy guy. And I think the world tries to tell us otherwise that He's this guy. No he's, no, he's like, this guy, yeah, like he's the part, he's the guy that wants to fill you. He's, he's the, he is the new wine spirit. He is the, the fresh oil spirit. He's the river of life spirit. He is not the wet blanket spirit. He is not the gray cloud spirit. That's not who he is. He is the the most upbeat, most positive person you'll ever meet. And it is this life that he wants us to keep having this fresh infilling of that is going to give life to us, to our mortal bodies right now. It's not like one day when we get to heaven, you know, then it'll be good, which it will be. He wants us to um, overcome and succeed in life right now. But it starts in our hearts. It doesn't start by praying, God, if I got the new car or if I got the pay raise or if I got the promotion or if I got the right friends or lost the wrong friends, that will definitely help. Just lose the wrong friends. Decide today I'm going to lose some friends. I'm going to go on Facebook and unfriend people. I'm going to Instagram. You're following people on Instagram you shouldn't be following. They're filling your news feed with nonsense. Don't punish yourself any longer. This Facebook, just kill it. I just, I didn't it know this. I just deleted Instagram on my phone. I was, I was with the creative team on Thursday night and we were listening to a podcast that was brutal, painful, and everything else. And I thought, I've just wasted time and I just deleted it. I was, I'm done with it. I don't need it anymore. So just cull stuff out of your life. Don't let things hang on your life that you don't need hanging on you. Shake it off. Like just delete delete the app. Put the restriction on your phone. Give it away to someone. Just just you know that may be that simple and that necessary for your life, just to get rid of distraction, get rid of comparison, get rid of the naysayers, get rid of the critics, get rid of you know, and if we if we pick up this, this book of life, we will find this transformational process happening between us and the Bible. Like it's sharper than a two-edged sword. No man looks in a mirror and then walks away and forgets what he looks like. Some men wish they could. (laughs) But no one studies the Word of God and is left unchanged. No one studies the Word of God and and walks away like, what? No, no, they walk away like, man, that is changed my life. That has transformed my thinking. That has left an impression on my spirit and on my heart that nothing else could do. And you know, these online media platforms, great preachers. Some of you listen to too many preachers rather than listening to like the Bible, listening to God. Yeah, listen to great preachers. Listen to great worship. But like find your own great worship. Just go outside and yell. Like not at the kids. Like just yell at to Jesus. Yeah, I, I love you, Jesus. Lift up a sound of praise. It doesn't have to be in tune. It doesn't even have to have words. It just has to be a sound. Like you know, Sam, when you're like cutting the, using that big chainsaw, just yell. Like you know. When you're doing something, mowing the lawn. So it's a bit weird just to stand in the backyard and yell. But you know, when you're doing something noisy and industrious, like turn it into worship. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to worship you through it. But that same spirit, like this is God. So there are three there's the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. They're all one. Like Jesus said, I and the Father are one. He said, The Holy Spirit is coming. I'm going to send you my spirit. So there's this intricate dynamic happening, this trinity, three people operating as one. God's on the throne, Jesus is dead, and the Holy Spirit turns up into his tomb. Like you turn up and a third of you is dead, lying there, stone cold. He just walks on into that tomb, raises Jesus Christ back to life. He says, hey, it's enough sleeping, God. You've had three days off. You've got eternity to go. Get up. Time to go to task, time to save, you know, the souls, time to bring healing and redemption to humanity. And the Holy Spirit, He walks in there into this tomb, this place of death, this place of darkness, this place of hopelessness. And He sees Himself, can you imagine it, seeing Himself lying there, dead. I've talked to people who've had those out-of-body experiences, you know, and they've, they've seen themselves on the operating table, and it's out of it. Well, here's the Holy Spirit. He walks in, and here's Jesus, and he's, He just brings them back to life. That same spirit that drew, that pulled Jesus back to life, is the same spirit that is in you. That spirit of confidence, that spirit of power, that spirit that is not overcome by the current circumstance, but that spirit that knows how to go to faith in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yes, the facts may be I'm dead. Yes, the facts may be I've got a condition. Yes, the facts may be I'm sick or I'm in financial hardship, I'm in debt. Yeah, you know, the facts may be I've ever made some bad decisions that have got me to this place, but I'm gonna I may have got into it, it through facts, but I'm gonna get out of it through faith. I may have even got into it by faith fear but I'm going to get out of it by faith and it's that faith element that resurrected Jesus Christ and it's the faith element of the Spirit in us that is going to bring us fully to life that as we allow the Holy Spirit access to these places in our heart these tombs in our lives he is going to transform us and bring what we think is maybe ugly maybe messy Maybe just stone cold, dead and impossible. This is what God does. He is the God who calls things that are not as though they already were. His faith goes before him. That is how God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning there was nothing and then God spoke. He just started to speak out what he saw. And then what he saw became what he was seeing. He is the God who calls things that are not as though they already were. And he's calling you, that thing that in you, that you think is not as though it already is. Strong, confident, powerful, an overcomer healed restored redeemed he's calling that thing that you think is not as though it already is and this morning we're taking this journey of allowing Jesus Christ access to these places in our lives that we think are dead we think are broken well maybe it's not even a thinking maybe it's a reality but he wants permission he wants to he wants you to grant him access into that place that he can do what he's already seen he's going to do he's just waiting for the door to open and as we open our hearts to Jesus Christ, as we open our hearts to His Holy Spirit, He enters those places in our lives, and He brings that which is dead back to life. When I was young, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was maybe 10 years old. Early hours of the morning, we lived in the countryside, totally dark, no street lights, no moon, curtains drawn, and I woke up in my bedroom, which I shared with my older brother, and it's like wake. It was like waking up in a cave. It was just so dark. Like like waking up with the blanket over my face. And I woke up because I need to go to the bathroom. I was like busting. And I looked at my little alarm clock, and it was like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, "No, nah, I can. I can make it. I can make it to daybreak." I went back to sleep, but woke up half an hour later, worse. Like I hadn't. I just I. I had to go to the bathroom, and the bathroom was out my bedroom door, down a long corridor, and then down another corridor to where the bathroom was. So, and I usually slept with the door open, and there's a hallway light on, but when my older brother would come to bed after I was asleep, he would shut the door. So it was totally sealed off from light, totally dark. So I woke up the second time, and I, I mentally prepared myself for what was about to happen, I was going to jump out of bed, I was going to run to the door, the door that was like right at the foot of my bed, open the doorknob, do a hard right, then a hard left, and I'll be at the bathroom, so three, two, one, I jump out of bed, I go like six or seven steps to the door, and I go to get the doorknob, and it's just not there. I go there, I go there, I go there, I go there, I go there. It's gone. And then I'm like this all over. I'm all over the wall. I'm all over the door. I'm all over everywhere. Like you can hear my hands like rubbing. And I swear the door, like it's like a prank. Like the doorknob has vanished. And I'm thinking to myself, this is it. This is going to be the moment where I pee my pants on the floor in my bedroom and the whole family's going to ridicule me, and it's, it's going to be tragic. And I'm just, I'm at that point of absolute despair and desperation. There's just like a little, a little click, and the, the click of a light switch. And my brother had heard this commotion. He got out of bed, and he'd walked over, and he'd just, he didn't open the door for me. He just flicked on the light. And then there was the doorknob, and I was gone. I was out. And maybe for your life today, Maybe if you're at a place of desperation, a place of hopelessness, a place where you think this is it. I've hung on, I've endured, I've done all that I can and nothing's shifting, nothing is changing. This is the moment where I'm over it. I'm, I'm done there's there's no there's no way going forward that I can find but i'm here to tell you this morning in this church service that maybe the remedy is not more effort or trying harder or or doing more maybe the solution to your situation is to allow the light to be turned on in the dark place that you may walk free from that thing that is holding you captive maybe that is the solution for your life is not doing Doing more or trying harder or striving and I applaud applaud self-discipline and I applaud hard work and yes we should do all that we can to help ourselves but we can't do for ourselves what only God can do for us and maybe today you need to open your heart that the light of God can shine in there and set you free. Maybe you need to open your life that the light of Jesus Christ may be shone inside of you not to expose you, not to lay you Bear not to bring out all your faults and flaws, but to bring you to life, to set you free from that thing, that darkness that is trying to hold you and suffocate you as you let the light of life, Jesus Christ, shine in your hearts. This will be the turning point for your life. The receiving of Jesus Christ, the receiving of His Holy Spirit afresh into our lives. And remember, He is like a river, He is not a pond. He is not a motionless body of water. He is a river who flows. That means if he flows in, he's designed to flow out, and sometimes we close the valve at the top and we wonder why nothing's coming out. You know, the other valve. We need to reopen it. We need to re-yield our lives to the Holy Spirit, re-give ourselves to the workings of God in our life that He may set us free, that He may let His light shine in our hearts and bring freedom to us. Today, He wants to bring you to life. It is only the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. This is John 10.10. But Jesus said, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. You can be redeemed from the situation that you're in, your failures, your insecurity, your sin, your addiction, your loss. You don't have to go through life struggling in the dark. This is what was prophesied about Jesus Christ, a great light coming to the world. They didn't mean like a big light bulb floating across humanity. They meant a person, Jesus Christ, the light of the world coming to earth to open a door that no man can shut, that whoever chooses to walk through that door will walk through into eternal life and abundant life. He came that we would flourish, that we would grow, that we would bear fruit, that even through our old age, we would stay fresh and green. In the book of Numbers, it accounts the choosing of Aaron, the high priest. This is when the Israelite nation was out in the desert. They had been uh, redeemed out of Egypt. And they had not yet crossed the Jordan River into the promised land. They're in the wilderness, they're in the journey, they're in the process. And they've built the tabernacle, the place of worship, and the place of encounter with God. And they're choosing the high priest, the one who would represent the people before God. And and all to come from him would be the, the priestly tribe, the Levitical tribe of Israel. And they get a man from each tribe. And from the tribe of Levi, they get Aaron. And they're each to bring their staff and to lay it in the presence of God. A staff is a stick that is dead. It's been broken off a tree. It's been cut to a length that's required. It's 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 a walking aid. It's a shepherding aid. It's a it's an aid for for doing manual labor. And each man had one of these staffs, which is a dead piece of stick fashioned by the hands of man, whittled down into shape. You know. Bumps knocked off it, and and through years and years of, of handling, this staff had been shaped and molded by those who carried it. A thing that represents work and effort. And God says, tell each of them to bring their staff and lay it in the presence of God. One from each tribe, 12 staffs laid in the presence of God. And God would choose one of the men to become the high priest. And the mark of him choosing the man to be the high priest would be this, that which was dead would come to life. That was the seal of, God's cho- of God choosing. He would say, you will know whom I have chosen because something was dead and it will come back to life because that is what the presence of God does. It brings dead things back to life. So 12 men took their staffs. The book of Peter tells us this, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. This translates to current day. And as they laid their staffs in the presence of God, they, they left them there. And when they went back, there was 11 dead staffs. And one that had been brought back to life. The staff of Aaron, it had sprouted, it had budded, it had blossomed and it had produced almonds. That which was once dead, that which was once cut off from life, that which had been fashioned by the hands of man when it was laid down in the presence of God came back to how God had always intended it to be. It had always been intended to bud and to blossom and to bear fruit. It had always been intended to bear life. But at some stage that brought branch had been cut off from its life source at some stage that branch had been taken by man and cut to size and taken by the world and told this is what you need to look like and this is how you need to behave and this is how you need to act and this is what your life from now on is going to look like you're just going to be a support for someone else you're just going to be a tool for someone else to use that is not who God says you are When they laid that staff, that dead stick, that thing that had been fashioned by man in the presence of God, He took it back to its original. He brought forth from it that which was already lying within the God who calls things that are not as though they already are. When that staff was laid in the presence of God, it came back to life. This is what God wants to do for you. This is the mark of Christianity. It is not. Well, this is what it's not. It's not that I'm perfect. It's not that I've got it all together. It's not that my life doesn't have problems, that, that now that I'm saved, it's just, you know, whistling through the daisies, just skipping through f- green fields. The mark of Christianity is this. This is what authenticates Christianity. I was dead, but now I'm alive. That is it. For we were all dead in our transgressions. We were all cut off from God through our sinfulness and through our wickedness. Each and every one of us has no righteousness of our own. We were dead in our transgressions, cut off from the land of the living, cut off from the love of God, cut off from His grace and His mercy, struggling fashioned by the hands of men. But when we get in the presence of God, He brings us back to life. The authentic version of ourselves begins to emerge when we're in the presence of God. Sometimes it takes a while because the world can leave a heavy print on us. But God said, a bent reed I will not break, and a smoldering wick I will not snuff out. I will breathe life, and I will strengthen those who call upon my name. And this morning, the question is, do you want this life? Do you want to receive Jesus Christ back into your life, or do you want to receive Jesus Christ the first time? Do you want Him to walk in to that tomb in your life and turn the light on? Do you want to receive from Jesus Christ that which He and only He can offer, which is the gift of eternal life? For we have all been cut off. None are excluded. None have been found without fault before God but Jesus. But whoever calls on the name of the Lord, that person shall be saved. Whenever the, when that person stands before God Himself on the great day of reckoning, It will not be in our own merit, in our own strength. It will be in the merit that was purchased for us on an old rugged cross. The merit is in the perfect life of Jesus Christ. The merit is in the perfect sacrifice, the atoning death and the powerful resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is where our confidence is. That is how I can confidently say, I was dead, but Christ has brought me to life. I'm still a work in process. I've still got things to prune off. I've still got things to be added. But I was dead and now I'm alive in Christ Jesus. Lay it down in His presence. Put your life in His presence that you may come to life, that you may have God's great Spirit rest upon you and within you. The same Spirit that rose Jesus Christ out of the grave is the same Spirit that is living in you. The same Spirit that is knocking on the door of your heart. Let me in. I want to enter your life and turn the light on. I want to enter the light into your life and set you free from that thing which is restricting you and confining you. But I'm not just going to set you free. I'm going to run the race with you, never leaving you nor forsaking you. This is the great Spirit of God. Let's pray this morning. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.